Welcome to today's episode of the Insurance Life and Everything in Between podcast. My name is Adam Bersan. And I'm Chris Smith. If you've yet to do so, hit that subscribe button so you never miss another episode. And if you love this podcast, don't forget to share it with a friend or colleague. We greatly appreciate your help and support. We're going to be talking about planning to sell throughout the holidays. Just some tips to kind of help keep things in order and and just talk about, uh, you know, a lot of times I know people feel like the holiday season comes around, they feel like they're going to be less productive. So we're going to talk a little bit about maybe our past experiences with that throughout the years and if it has affected our businesses or if it hasn't. And, and just like I said, just some tips to kind of make sure that you stay on the right track so you can kind of build into having a, a successful new year. Good morning, Chris. How you doing? Doing good. Just happy to be on with you this afternoon and put some content out there that might help people make some money this holiday season. Sounds good. Have you ever had any issues like trying to sell throughout the holiday? No, I think the issues I've had around the holidays are always self-inflicted. I've worked New Year's Day. I've worked days like Black Friday and before Thanksgiving and around Christmas. And I know they work if you work them, but I think a lot of the times you just tell yourself, there's not going to be any opportunities and then you don't take the chance. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I've, I've worked, you know, like you said, like Black Friday. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think I've probably even gone out on Christmas Eve a few times, New Year's Eve, and I've never really had issues. I've never really had people wondering like why I'm there that day. To me, it's just, it's another day. I mean, heck, the Black Friday, it's the day after Thanksgiving. Maybe there's people out shopping, but Again, to me, and we'll get into this, but a lot of that, I think, is just mindset. I mean, if you think everybody's going to be out shopping, everybody's going to be out shopping and nobody's going to be home. Yeah. But realistically, is our client base really out shopping? Like, it's not realistic. And they, they can't afford it. And they're not doing that. And if they are out shopping, why can't they buy what you're selling? Exactly. So feel free to, anybody, any suggestions, any comments, any questions, feel free to add those on whichever platform you're currently on and we'd be happy to to get to that so anyways yeah call me after the holidays how to stay successful throughout the holiday season and i tell them they call me after the holidays because that's like the big objection or ways that we get rejected throughout the holidays people right away they just think oh it's that time of year i can start using that excuse again call me after the holidays and that'll shoot this guy away and maybe he'll never come back I did a blog on this. I bet it was at least four or five years ago now, but it's on my website, adamberson.com. I'd go through there and read it if I were you. I think there's a lot of valuable information on it as well that can help you. So, But this whole objection or excuse why somebody can't meet with you or do business with you, number one, I think it's more of a mindset thing than anything. That If you let that get to you, if you feel like it's going to be a slow month, or a slow season, it's it's going to be a slow season. So, you know, what do you think about that, Chris? Would you agree? Yeah, I think so much of what we struggle with in this business is self-inflicted struggle. It's a, it's a slow season because you make it a slow season. You, you think they're not going to be home and you make it and that they're not home. Like, it is whatever you make it to be. So if you say to yourself, this is going to be a successful December, it's probably going to be a successful December. And remembering that these clients that you see or soon to be clients or hopefully clients always have an excuse. 
it was COVID for like 18 months until I said to one lady, that's not even a thing anymore. Stop. It's Christmas for like six weeks out of the year when Christmas is one day out of the year. It's there's always something if you allow it to be an issue, you just have to accept the good thing is that you know it's going to be an issue so you can be prepared to address it, but more prepared than your client is to use it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think our clients need this, you know, need insurance any less in December than than any other month throughout the year. So that's in my mind. I mean, people, they filled out the card, they inquired on Facebook or wherever for, for a reason. There's a reason that they're inquiring. And I think just, again, I just think a lot of times it takes somebody like us to show up to say, hey, you know, it's just time to sit down and do this. They'll continue to put it off. They'll continue to put it off until they find somebody that's willing to to kind of give them that little extra nudge to say, let's just go ahead and move forward with this. And and, and yeah, you know, you show up at a house, they give you that that excuse, that objection. I mean, you know, it's the holidays. I just, I have this and that and everything else. Uh, why don't you just get a hold of me at the beginning of January? Now, how are you going to handle that, Chris? I think a lot of times you have to remember there's no magic way to overcome every single objection. It, what's important is that the way that you overcome the objection past the mindset of it is it's being true to character. Like you can't be me, I can't be Adam, and so on and so forth. Whoever's watching this video now or in the future, you have to be yourself. So don't try to pretend to be us. Use our content to help you. But you don't don't think you're going to be us and then be disingenuous. But you can come back after the holidays. Let me answer the question. You can't. You need to be too busy to think that you can come back. Think to yourself, if you were employed and we hired you to do this job and we told you, there's no be-backs. And if you were going back, you'd be fired. Pretend that way if necessary. But also, you should be purchasing enough leads every single week seeing so many people that you literally can't come back. So when they say to you, well, Adam, can you come back after the holiday? It's a holiday, first off, not a holiday week or a holiday month. You can't. We're not allowed to. We're not able to make it back. We've got too many people to see. I've got my opportunity now to go over this information. It really just takes a few minutes. So don't even allow yourself to think that coming back is an option. Yeah, I mean, I always look at this almost like a game. And when I get the leads, those are my new contestants. And it's a matter of them having to figure out who I am, why I'm there, and 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 who's going to win. And I'm going to win by getting in the house. They're going to win by discovering out who I am and and figuring out a way to get me to to walk away. If you know if they win that game, then the chances of we me winning the beginning of the year are pretty slim because now they already know who I am. There's a real good chance that I'm going to show back up the beginning of the year and they're not going to be home or no, maybe they'll be home, but they're, they're not going to answer the door. They're going to see, Oh, that's that guy that came by last month about the insurance. Just don't go to the door because, yeah. because again, they already know who I am. I, I lost because I couldn't get in the door the first time. So that's why you really have to do everything you can to try to get in the door, you know, the first time, because the, the chances of them even answering their phone to set up the appointment with you are pretty slim. Yeah. Let's look at it another way. I just had this idea. Like, imagine if you were calling the, your doctor's office right now and they said the next available appointment is whatever the date. And you said, no, I want to be seen now. Like, that's not how this works. You wouldn't tell them 
that. So why are you allowing the consumer to tell you dictate your schedule? You're the skilled professional. You're the six-figure earner. You're the one that's incredibly busy. I wouldn't dictate my schedule as the consumer to anybody in reverse. So why would you allow your potential clients to do the same thing to you? Yeah. So, you know, just don't treat it like, you know, don't treat it like, uh, like, like it is going to be any different. And during the holiday season, treat it just like any other part of the month. Don't do anything different. And, and, and you should be fine. Again, I think just the, the whole mindset of this is, is really the main thing. It's all, it's in your head. If you think that it's going to be slow, it's going to be slow. So you know, don't change your work habits. If you're, if you're calling and you're setting up appointments, well then continue doing that. Continue calling, continue trying to set up the appointments. Maybe you'll have less of a chance of getting those appointments set this time of year because it maybe it will be harder to overcome that excuse over the phone, but that's where you just take the leads and, and show up. So that would be the only thing you might need to adjust is if you don't get those appointments set, there just might be more leads that you're going to have to door knock. Or buy more leads. Like if your appointment setter or yourself are having difficulty setting appointments, just buy more of them. Because the cool part about this business, Adam, is the more leads you buy, the easier the business becomes. You're talking about playing the game, which in many cases, this is a game. Imagine trying to play, win a baseball game if you only played six innings, but I played nine innings. It wouldn't work. I would win. So buy more leads if you're having a harder time seeing more people and you'll see more people. Hey, that makes sense too. So if anything, order more leads. If, if you feel like less, more people are going to shut you down this time of year, then just order more leads. And if you have some that you just can't get anywhere with now, you can always go back. But again, you know, you really have to try as, as hard as you can to get in front of that lead the first time. Like I said, I mean, once they know who you are, it's, it's tough to get back in the house. It really is. And even if they know they need it, it's like they just, they don't want to get sold to and then they're afraid. I don't know what it is. They're just, they're afraid of finally kind of overcoming that and deciding to finally do something. So everybody wants to buy, but nobody wants to be sold. If you can remember that as well when it comes to this, because the whole holiday thing is a seasonal issue anyway, this is a truth in sales. Everybody wants to buy the thing, but nobody wants to be sold the thing. And you can go back because there's only 45 hours in a sales week. You really only have 45 hours to hit your goal. Why are you going to give the same joker multiple attempts out of those only 45 hours that you have? That's the only chance you forgot. That's the only chance that they've got. You should be remembering how precious the time is that you have throughout your sales week. Yeah. You know, and we've talked about, you know, even when you go to the door and and they don't want to give you the time of day. And, and again, sometimes you can tell when they're genuine compared to when they're just trying to blow you off, but, or even when you're in the sale, just the whole, having that mindset of, well, I'm here, we need to get this done. I can't come back. Like you said, we have to get this done now. We have so many people to see. We're super busy. If we can't get it done now, I have no idea when I'm going to be able to come back. It's probably going to be at least another six to eight months. And who knows how your health is going to be then. You know, hopefully it's the same, but we just don't know. I, we need to get this done while I'm here. You got to do whatever you can to really create the urgency. It's easy. you know. For me, the, the way that I learned to create that urgency the best was I would take leads that were three hours away and I would go out and I would work 
and I would, I'd get a hotel. I would stay for like maybe two days. And then it was the truth. You know, they wanted to, yeah, they wanted to meet with me the next day. Well, sorry. I mean, I'm, I'm only here today. I'm not going to be here the rest of the week. So if we can't meet now. I don't know when we're going to be able to meet back up. But that kind of helped me to kind of create that mindset and that urgency. I do the same thing now when I'm out in the field, when I'm local, that same thing. I, I mean, I'm, I'm out this way today. I really have no idea when I'm going to be back out this way. Yeah. What you did is, you, first of all, you got uncomfortable. You did something that most people aren't willing to do. And in the process of getting uncomfortable, you taught yourself a new habit, which is you can't come back because you couldn't come back. But now that you're more in your comfort zone in your particular common areas that you're working, you still use that same mentality of you can't come back. So the moral mm-hmm. of that story is stay uncomfortable, get uncomfortable, do things you don't want to do because they'll make you better in your business. Thanks, Chris. And uh, yeah, continuing, continue ordering leads as you would any other time of year. If you need leads right away, maybe you're just getting started and you're hesitant to kind of get moving because the, the holidays are coming up. Well, if you need leads right away, place a Facebook lead order for this week. Just because, again, now those are the leads that you can get quickly. And and you can place a lead order within a day or so. You'll have have leads coming your way. Chris, I, I don't know. I don't I, I don't think it that you have used them, but do you know much about those those leads that I know you had mentioned or advertised in, in toolkit? Yeah. So insurance toolkits has access to digital leads. I always believe when you're purchasing digital leads, you need to purchase four for every one direct mail that you buy. Or if you're on a telesales type platform, you need to be spending thousand or fifteen hundred or sometimes two thousand dollars a week in lead spend to be able to see enough people. But if you're substituting in face-to-face sales, digital for direct mail by four times as many to equal the amount of people that you need to see. Adam, I also think it's be- beneficial to buy aged direct mail. There's a lot of options we have available for agents. Aged mail. I mean, just as the person filled it out a year ago doesn't mean they didn't fill out the same lead for another vendor for last week. I've, I've, I work age leads plenty of times when necessary, and those can be purchased like right now. Yeah, no, that I agree. I mean, age lead, you can get them fairly at a fairly reasonable price and people fill stuff out all the time. That's one thing I've always said. There's like three types of people that fill out a lead card. Someone who is like, truly interested someone who kind of wants to know what it's about and someone who just likes to fill stuff out all the time and i mean the, the people that just like to fill stuff out all the time though that it doesn't mean that they're not interested i mean there's a reason that they filled it out i think that you can take those aged leads you treat them like a brand new lead and there's a good chance that like you said there's a good chance that they just filled another card out you show it to them. You don't treat it like it's a year old. You treat it like they just filled it out last week. And there's a good chance that you're going to get in the house. And and if they tell you, oh, I filled that out a year ago, I can't believe that that you're just showing up now. Blame the la- the other guy. I can blame the. Yeah, I always blame the last guy that that you know the guy that we we gave it to that unfortunately he just wasn't working his his contacts. I blame that guy and, and apologize. Or there's some, Adam, there's some new benefits that have come out since the last time that we were here. You may not have qualified before, but these are the new 2024 programs that you've gotten access to. I just need a few minutes to go over it with you. It's as simple as that. 
Yeah, order direct mail ASAP. Again, you know, the direct mail, there's going to be a bit of a turnaround time, two to four weeks. There's the vendor needle lead. They have a new, I haven't used them yet, but I've heard some fairly positive feedback. They have a new lead that is a, they call it like a check lead. And people actually are like cashing a check. They're cashing a check. It's like a live check. And by them cashing this live check, it's them committing to a agent reaching out to them for, for information. The good thing about them is that they're fairly reasonably priced. At least by me, they're $29 a lead compared to all their other leads that are $40 and above. And also the turnaround time, because the person's not actually filling the card out and mailing it back, they're, they're filling the card out, then they're depositing the check they're with their bank. The turnaround time is a lot faster because Needle gets that like canceled check back right away, and then they send it to the agent. So, so even right now, it might not be a bad idea to maybe try those at the end of the year. Heck, if you place an order right now, you, you probably have those check leads coming in by, by the end of this month before we even get to to December, where your regular direct mail are going to take a little bit longer to get. So not a bad idea. Maybe something to think about with with the needle lead and at least be able to get some leads quickly. And I think they're fairly, fairly decent. But yeah. but again, you know, the Facebook for like today and then the direct mail for, for weeks out. I think with the check lead, you'd use a two to one or a three to one ratio compared to my digital four to one. And because they are less expensive, buy twice as many. Like if you're going to buy 40 direct, 20 direct mail, buy 40 check leads because you're going to give yourself more opportunity. You're going to encounter an objection with those you don't see in others, but you're going to have more people than you would have with others. And the cool part about check leads is some of them don't put down their phone numbers, door knock them. Some of them, when they're filling out the check, actually put in their account number. Like they're almost like leads that came with bank account information on them, which only would ever happen on a check lead. But because they cost less, buy more of them and give yourself more opportunity. Yeah, like I said, you know, the, the one thing I I've seen the lead piece, I I don't have it right in front of me now, but the lead piece is very specific. It talks about final expense, insurance. So it mentions not only final expense, it also mentions insurance. I think it says life insurance on it, which I know a lot of agents they have to have a lead and says life insurance on it. So, I mean, it's it's very, very specific, which I think is a good thing. It's not like this super generic lead and then they're giving someone 10 bucks. It's, it's, it's very specific, probably one of the most specific lead pieces that I've seen. It's not like people are surprised when anybody calls them that, that they're calling about the, the card that they filled out about the, the final expense life insurance. But you will hear the objection, Adam. I just wanted this for the money. Just be prepared and say, Adam, the good part is I'm probably able to save you more than the $5 I've already given you. I just need a few minutes to go over the information with you. So be prepared for the, I just wanted the money objection, but it's really not any different than the, I thought this was a government program objection yeah. comes with the vanilla lead as well. Yeah. You know, you get, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I would, I would think that the, the return on these is probably pretty comparable to the, the very generic lead that again where most people just think it's some sort of supplemental government benefit so not a bad thing 
you're going to, yeah, like you said, you know, you're going to get those people probably that just wanted the three, 10 bucks. You're going to get people that are genuinely, genuinely interested as well. And like you said, if anything, just order more leads to have more people to, to see. And the great thing again, is that you're going to have those leads coming in within a couple of weeks where you're not waiting with a traditional direct mail, at least a good, at least probably minimum, at least three to four weeks before they start coming in. So they told me when I talked to need a lead a few weeks ago, like 10 to 14 days before they'd start coming back. So, so not bad. And then plan for more door knocking and less appointments. So again, you know, don't change your work habits, but if you do get turned down on the phone, I always recommend though, take that lead with two days later, take the lead and door knock it. The person's not going to realize that, that you're the same person that, that called them. You're not the same person that called them to set the appointment. And a lot of times on the phone, people are just pre-programmed to say, no, they think it's a telemarketer calling them. They don't want to give them the time of day. And especially this time of year, right now, these people are just getting flooded with phone calls for Medicare and everything else. Your, your phone calling is kind of right in the middle of all that. And same thing. They're just, they're so tired of people calling them. They're ready to just say no and hang up on you. So that's where a couple of days later, take that lead, door knock it and into the, the, the holiday season, same thing. And I think you'll have good results, but you don't say you're the person that called and now you're at their, their house. I mean, they're, they're not going to even realize that you're the same person that, that called them you know, when you show up. And a lot of times they're the nicest people in the world when you show up. Exactly. You're really not that important for them to remember it that seriously. But I also think it's important to give yourself enough time to see enough people to write enough business. I think most of the struggles that people endure in sales are activity-based issues. They're just not simply seeing enough people. Why are they seeing enough people? They're not working enough. Like you, you don't have to be good at this if you just put yourself in front of enough people. And if you're going through a cold streak, you just need to see more people to get out of it. So give yourself enough time to be successful, be it door knocking or appointment setting. We've both done both, but we've both done it at a high level. And that's how you're able to produce. And again, that's where I recommend the direct mail. And I know you do too over any other lead because that's going to give us the opportunity to see so many more people throughout the day. So that's why I just put for the first week, maybe the Facebook lead just to kind of get things moving. If you can't find some aged direct mail leads, but outside of that, focus on the direct mail. It's going to put you in front of so many more people throughout the day. You can order direct mail with most vendors by zip code. So where that's going to put you 20 to 30 leads and those leads probably within five minutes of each other. Exactly. So a lot more that you can get accomplished throughout the day where you're not driving a half hour between stops. And that's, I've talked about that in the last few podcasts that that's kind of the problems that I've ran into is that I slowed down on my direct mail and I was doing more with the Facebook and I'm making sales, but because everything is so much more spread out, it's just not giving me nearly as much time throughout the day to catch up with people. Now I were dealing with the fact that the time change, at least where I'm at in Illinois, I mean, heck, it gets dark at five o'clock at night. So that can slow down the day a little bit too, where, yeah, I'm going to try my best to have those nighttime appointments set where I can set a six o'clock appointment, even a seven o'clock if I have to, to, to make up for, for the fact that it's, 
it's getting dark out a little bit earlier. And unfortunately, some of the areas that I work in, it's probably best to have an appointment set if you're going there at nighttime. Yeah, I had somebody say to me last week, I can't believe you came this late in the day. Or it's some made up crap like that. Like, what are you talking about? And I said, ma'am, we actually are scheduled to work from 10 to 7 during the week. I apologize if that's not your normal business hours, but we're scheduled 10 to 7. And guess what happened? She shut up. Like, just it's true. That's my scheduled field hours. That's when I was supposed to be there. And I was there at five o'clock. It's not that late. So don't allow them to dictate how you run your business. I've always kind of felt like at least my mindset when I'm working late and I'm working on a Saturday or a Sunday, or again, we're talking about not changing our work habits for anything. But when you're working late, six, seven o'clock at night, in my mind, that person's probably going to think that, man, this guy is just a really hard worker. Now, this guy's a really hard worker. He must really care about what he does that he's out here this late working. And I'm, I want to give that kind of person my business. So that's like the mindset that I have. Like, that's what they're going to think when I show up. I'm actually still all working right now. They're going to be like, man, this guy's pretty serious about what he does. And that's the type of person that I want to do business with. Whether they think that or not doesn't really matter. But in my mind, it kind of keeps me moving and helps me maybe, like I said, overcome the, in in my mind that it's time to go home, you know, stay out as long as you can, because we don't know what tomorrow we're going to bring. Most of this business is all in our heads as unfortunate yeah. as that be. Really what you do is just seeing people, talking to them about dying, presenting them a product, doing the next thing. Seeing somebody talking to them about dying, going to the next person. Saving someone a policy, replacing a policy, upgrading their coverage. Like it really, that all that other minutia is stuff that you're putting in your own head. It's just all presentation. The whole business is based off of math formulas and mortality and predictability. There isn't emotion built into a rate sheet, so stop it. Just go to work. That's it. And then lastly, it's just, it's a great time for policy reviews. And with that, I mean, I always recommend, and I'll get to this in a minute here. Let's see. Yeah, save copies of all your applications. For one thing, for those that are doing Medicare, well, right now, heck, it's open enrollment season. And a good portion of our clients on the final expense side, they're great candidates. They probably already are in some sort of Medicare plan. So not only can we go back and 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 review their final expense, but you know, Medicare might come up in conversation, talk about that as as well, and might be able to do something with that as well. But so, but again, great time of year. I always recommend. And what I do, every time I write an application, I save copies of the application and I use like like a cloud storage. I use just the iCloud. I know there's like Google Drive and maybe Dropbox and a few others, but I always recommend, I like saving to the cloud because then I can find the applications on my phone. I can find them on my iPad. I can find them on my computer at home. I have like a client's folder on there and I had it separated by by carriers. And then I, I create the file. Every time I write an app, I just create the file with their last name, comma, and then their first name. So then all I have to do is go into the search box of that of the iCloud and then I can find the original application. I might have a client call me. They might just have a question about their policy. And 
rather than always having to call into these different carriers for things, some of the information that they have questions on or something, something as simple as, I just wanted to remember what day my payment was coming out, or I, I wasn't sure who I put down as my primary beneficiary. Well, you can look up that stuff just right on the app. So, but, so that's one thing, but then also create a spreadsheet of all of your clients as well. Their, their name, address, phone, birthday, their beneficiaries, the policy anniversary date. And then you can create leads out of your policy holders. And then same thing. I mean, you can either print out the original application, just use that as a lead, or you can create like, I call it like a mail merge. That'd probably be like a whole nother training of how to do it. But I'll create like a mail merge in Microsoft Word and I'll create like a lead piece where then I'll print that out. And I'll take it to the door. Like, you know, hey, Mrs. Jones, remember me, Adam? I was over about a year ago and you would take it out the, the the life insurance, the policy to pay for your funeral and that. And I just was, was in the area, just wanted to pop by to check check things, you know, real quick to make sure everything is still set up the way that you wanted and just to see if we needed to make any changes or anything. I'd take maybe 10 minutes just to kind of do a quick policy review. I had this realization over the weekend that as efficient as our business has become with things like e-applications and instant issue and express pay and all of the quickness that we get to operate in that yeah. didn't 10 years ago, five years ago, you can afford to slow down like 10% to be able to do things like a CRM or a spreadsheet or a cross sale or a lapsed client and build out that data so you can visually build your book of business and show yourself these opportunities or hire someone to freaking do it. Like if you get to a certain point of your business, you should start delegating these type of tasks out. And if you can't, do it yourself. But the business has become so much more efficient. You really can take the time to build out a spreadsheet, create a system. And I used to say to myself, well, I've got so much data and so many clients, I'll I'll never catch up to it. Just start where you are today. Not today, today's a sales day, like tonight. Start where you are, build that list now. You can afford to take a few minutes out of the day or out of the week and create that CRM on a free Google Sheet and give yourself the opportunity that when you're in an area you haven't been in recently, you can see that you haven't seen Adam in four years. You sold him $4,000 of coverage because you were feeling not very confident that day. But now he's 80. He needs more. Inflation has hit. Go see him. And you see him because you have the data and the organization to tell you he needs more coverage. Well, yeah. I mean, how long does it take to when you maybe when you get home at night to, to hop on your computer and type in a name, an address, a phone number, a birthday, a beneficiary, a face amount for however many apps that you wrote that day. But then it's there, then it's stored, and then you have it. So yeah, the again, you know, and there's there's companies out there, unfortunately, that are not willing to provide your policyholder information to you. But heck, I mean, do it yourself. Fill out fill out the, the names and everything in a spreadsheet yourself. You don't have to depend on the carrier for that information if you're handling and controlling your business. Keep track of it. Again, all the e-apps these days, heck, it's so easy. Every single one of them, you can save a PDF copy of it or they'll at least email you a copy of it. There's no excuses. There's no reason that you can't get that information. You don't have to even write a paper app and scan it in as a PDF to save that information anymore. I mean, it's it doesn't get any easier than it is right now, really. 
because it's that easy, use that to your advantage because you do have the time and the ability to build out a spreadsheet and go see the people after you sold them. Because realistically, I'd say 95% of agents, Adam, aren't ever going to go back and see their existing clients. And if you're not selling them more coverage, somebody else is going to sell them more coverage because they're going to buy more coverage. It just depends on who's going to be the one selling it. Exactly. And that's why I put together this this projected funeral cost sheet. Yeah, I put this together because, again, you know, well, heck, the cost of everything is is continuing to go up. And funerals are right there with everything else. We look at like the average cost of a funeral in 2021 was a little over $10,000. And it's just kind of going up from there. This is based off of it, the inflation rate the average inflation from 1972 to 2022, which is 4.02%. And then the next column over, I did 6% inflation. And I just did that. I know last year, I don't even know what the current inflation rate is, but I know that at one point it was like at 8%. And when I ran the numbers using that interest of 8%, it was kind of disgusting, honestly, to see how high these funeral prices were going to be going up over the next 10, 15, 20 years. So I had to drop it down a little bit to 6% to, to show people these numbers. But so what I do when I go in, I'll review the policy with the client. I'll, I'll look at the face amount that they have. I'll look at their monthly premium. Let's say that I'm talking to Mrs. Jones and she's 65 years old and she has a $10,000 policy that I wrote a year ago. Well, I'm always going to like review her beneficiaries with her first. Okay, it looks like your daughter Jacqueline is your primary beneficiary, and then your son Michael is second. So like if something happened to you and Jacqueline, then Michael would be the one handling things. And then I see that you have the 10000 and that you're paying $45 a month for it. Now, you know, Miss Jones, I mean, you're, you're 65. I mean, you look like you're probably going to live to be at least 85, don't you think? They always say yes. So then... And then I pull out this chart and I'll show her, I'll say, well, look at right now, the average cost for a funeral is a little over 11,000 and you only have a $10,000 policy, but look, let's see what happens when you live another 20 years. I mean, heck in the year 2023, a funeral is, or I'm sorry, yeah, 2043, a funeral is over $25,000. So it's great that you have the 10,000 for right now, but what happens when you live another 20 years? Like you just told me you're going to, I think that we need to maybe add a little bit more to your coverage while we know that you can get it. Don't you think? And, and then I'll put together a few different ideas. I might do maybe another five, another 10, and then maybe like another 15,000, put some rates together and, and see what would be affordable for them. But not only are you making another sale, but the clients appreciate you doing this. They appreciate you like helping them kind of keep up with what the current costs are thing, not only today, but even what the future costs are going to be down the road and making sure that they have enough. I mean, I think about even in the past, like you write a $10,000 policy and you never go back to them. If another agent never met with them, if all they have is that 10,000, well, it was enough back when you sold them, but now it's just not enough. So you need to go back. It's like your duty to go back and to help your clients to kind of keep up to date with all these things. Yeah, I think that the inflation has never become more of a relevant marketing term 
I, I've used that chart for the entire eight years of my career to add coverage, even if it's a, somebody that I can't beat the rate, add like they've got great insurance already. I'll show them this chart and say, you're going to live a lot longer than this was really set out for and show them an opportunity to add coverage. I also learned a great question that's either going to make or break these kind of opportunities. And probably one out of four times they say yes. And Adam, when they say yes, it's a guaranteed sale. The question is, Adam, do you really feel like you have an adequate amount of insurance? And when they say no, you, you've written it. You've absolutely yeah. written it. If they say yes, okay, so be it. But I've always found when I'm seeing and servicing existing clients, I've got rapport, I've got that information, I've got that trust. It's, I'm not going to, I don't want to force things with somebody I've already built a relationship with and oversell them. But if I ask them, do you feel like you have an adequate amount of insurance? And they say no, game on. You're, you're adding more, you're helping them. You're, and remembering the more business you put in the home, the more persistent that business becomes. I'll tell my, I'll tell my client too, you know, my years in the business doing this, I, when my clients had passed away, I've, had their kids tell me that they were thankful that they had coverage, but they always wish that they could have had maybe a little bit more. And, and I don't want your kids to have to tell me the same thing. You know, we need, we need to make sure that you have enough because you know, what you have now, it's good that you at least have that. But I mean, I think that your kids will be thankful that maybe you had a little bit more. Well said. Someone had asked uh, for a copy of this. If anybody, yeah, anybody, if anybody wants a copy of the funeral costs, projection chart, feel free to reach out to me and shoot me an email even, info at adambersan.com. I'd be happy to to send you a copy of this. So yeah, I think that's about all I had for today. For future trainings, sign up adambersan.com. Of course, you get an email every week to let you know what the topic's going to be. We also broadcast live on, on Facebook, on my business page, also on the insurance life and everything in between page and then on LinkedIn, also live on, on YouTube and, and Twitter. If you have any suggestions for future training topics or even future podcast topics, same thing. Shoot me an email, info at adambersan.com. Always open to suggestions, always open to just different ideas that can help bring more valuable content to everybody out there who needs it. So like I said, adamersound.com, check out my training. Also the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash C slash Adam And, and I think that's about all I have for today. Is there anything else that you'd want to add Chris before we sign off this morning? Like we said, the holiday season is really just like two or three days out of the actual next seven weeks. Most of the issues are all in your head that people are going to be home if you're there to see them schedule your time off don't indiscriminately take time off but work hard and you've got the ability to make a real difference in the lives of people in, in many underserved communities and again if you work hard throughout december it's just gonna you're gonna be that much more motivated going into the new year i mean everybody you know new year is coming around the corner everybody's getting all everybody gets all excited and all pumped up you're, you're gonna be ahead of the game if you if you're out there pushing hard in in december you know, moving into the new year. So thanks again. And this concludes another episode of the Insurance Life and Everything in Between podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe, share with a friend or colleague, 
And if you have any comments or suggestions for future episodes, please leave those too. Any input is greatly appreciated. Thank you.